0: You're listening to the Faith City Outreach with your host, Marina Maria, who is also the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. Marina wants you to remember Matthew six thirty three, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Now, here's your host, Marina Maria.
1: Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest author from New Zealand, Richard Brunton, who is the author of The Awesome Power of Blessing, which was uh, published in July, 2016. This booklet is having an amazing impact on the lives of people around the world. He has recently published a second booklet called Anointed for Work, which draws on over 30 years of experience as a successful CEO. He speaks in ministers throughout New Zealand and overseas too. His articles, speeches, and unique perspectives have been published in many magazines and newspapers. Richard was inducted into the Marketing Hall of Fame in 2005 and became a life member of the Marketing Research Society of New Zealand in 2010. Thank you so much, Richard, for being on Faith City Outreach to share your successful books from the Lord, the Awesome Power of Blessing, and Anointed for Work. Richard, please share when God led you to write the small but impactful book The awesome power of blessing, which is helping millions of people around the world to bless themselves, their home, their spouse, their children, their businesses, their communities, the nation of the world.
2: Well, uh, Marina, it really started um, in 2015 when... I was in uh, in New Caledonia, which is a, a French island in the Pacific. And I was giving a teaching to a prayer group on, on curses, actually, because there's quite a lot of witchcraft in the islands. And I discovered that the French word for cursing is is malediction. Mm. And the French word for blessing is benediction. And when I looked at the at the origin of those words, um, like benediction is good speaking and malediction is bad speaking. And prior to that, I always understood that cursing was powerful. There's quite a lot of of, um, preaching or teaching around cursing. And so, but when I saw this comparison Bad speaking, good, good speaking. I suddenly thought, I wonder if blessing could be just as powerful in a positive way as cursing is in a negative way, and that really was the light that went on. Could I bless people to have a positive impact in their lives? Because prior to that, I'd never really heard. It, I'd never really heard a um, a teaching around blessing that I can recall. And I had the impression that blessing was quite a benign kind of word, like someone sneezes and we say, bless you. Or we might throw um, a blessing on the end of an email, perhaps, without really, really meaning it. Or we say, God bless you. More is a habit than anything. And I said to myself, I wonder if, if this is something powerful. And so I began to experiment with it. And uh, I began to bless people. And I began to learn, to learn how to do it. And, you know, I've been a Christian uh, for 36 years, uh, Marina. And But in the last five years, this blessing message has just completely changed how I do Christianity. And I'm operating now in way more love and more power than I ever have in all the years prior to that. And um, for, just to give you an example, you know, for example, well, I live a blessing lifestyle, so I, I bless people wherever I am. It might could be in a cafe. It could be in the dentist's waiting room. Um, I've blessed um, the barren wombs and children have come forth. Um, I've blessed alcoholics. Um, in fact fact, the number of physical healings that have happened as a result of blessing is quite amazing and it's transferable, like it's not something that's special about me you know I've got so many testimonies from people who put this into practice husbands who are blessing their wives for example and uh, fathers who are blessing their children and People who are, who are who have decided to bless those who provoke them, make them angry instead of cursing them, and the father's blessing, I think, is the most amazing thing. Where you know parents are blessing their children. So, and in fact, there are pastors in all over Africa and Pakistan and Brazil, different places like that, who are teaching this. They're actually running blessing. I'll call it a blessing school or a blessing convention. And pastors have actually found um, another way of reaching people. You know, a lot of people are quite allergic to a prayer, may I pray for you, but they're not allergic to a blessing, may I bless you. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: so it opens doors for pastors um, and people uh, who are seeking to evangelize and I suppose one of, the, um, one of the biggest things is that I think a lot of believers really feel quite impotent. They don't really know. Um, they don't really know. Um, I think there's a longing to see the power of God in their lives. But many of them are afraid to step out and lay hands on the sick and to cast out demons, this kind of thing. But what they can all do is to bless, because that only requires that you that you have a mouth and you have the Holy Spirit. And so this is something that they can do. And, and when they do it, the anointing comes on them because they're doing what God does. They're, they're, they're flowing with God. When you bless somebody in the name of Jesus, you're flowing with God. And so the anointing comes and as you, as you operate more and more in the anointing, then the confidence to pray for healing, it just comes. Faith comes. Love comes. That kind of thing. It's a long answer to your question, Marina, but it, it sort of sets up perhaps the um, what we're talking about a bit.
1: So what you're saying is that when we bless others, you're doing what Christ did.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, the way that I the way that i see things putting it really really simply is that the king i have the kingdom of god within me as all Christians do and my job as a representative of jesus on the earth is to release the kingdom you know when we pray the lord's prayer we say thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven well how is that going to happen it happens through his people so my job is to release the love and the power of Christ in the world. That's my job. That's my assignment, if you like. And and I do that with the words of my mouth and by laying on of hands. So it so, and the amazing thing is that you know, so many people um they want they want more love we all need love but what i find is that when you when you release love over someone like when you bless them you get a deposit of love like it's like a um, it's when i you know the way to grow in love is to give it away can i put it when i put it that way and the more you give it away the more you get the more you have to give away the next time and so, um, and so the whole So to bless somebody, you, have to, you need to, it's a way of loving them. And, um, and when I bless somebody, for example, I will pause for a moment to feel God's love for that person. And sometimes it's overwhelming, but I want to feel and see Jesus in the person. And I just, I just release love and power it can be it can be very very simple but you see i've learned how to do this and um and as we as we go through this i'd like to share what i have learned about how to do this marina
1: absolutely uh, richard um when you were talking about the blessing versus curse i was thinking about how this is so vital and this message is so vital for today and towards about what's going on right now um, politically um, in the world. And I was thinking also do you think people um, realize that they're cursing others no. by, by their yeah. Because, you know, we live in a world that now what is bad is good and what is good is bad.
2: Yes. Look, I, I I don't think many people curse other people intentionally,
3: mm-hmm.
2: or, or curse themselves intentionally. But you know, when you end up saying, um, "I'm useless," um, "I'm ugly," um, God, "God God couldn't use someone like me," um, and this kind of thing, then then you get what you say, and um, and, and we all do it. You know, it, it's very, it's taken me a long time to get to get that sort of stuff out of, out of my vocabulary. You know, I, I came home from the gym the other day and I said, my legs are killing me. Now, I had to repent. I, as soon as I said it, I, I knew how stupid it was that I repeated of it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, or, or, or people say things like, uh, my, my, my memory's terrible.
1: Or I'm too old
2: to do... God's yes, work. Exactly, exactly. It's an absolute lie. You know, there are all mm-hmm. these things that are, so, are so stupid. Right. And and we gossip. We, we we talk negatively about our neighbors and different people. And it really is awful. And the media is, is terrible. I mean, I, I can't really watch a lot of television programs these days because they show people cursing each other. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. When you actually, if you look at it through Absolutely. that through that lens, you actually realise it's very divisive. It, yes, it's just it's just horrible, and I just can't bear to watch it. You know,
1: it right. does something
2: bad in my spirit.
1: And if it does something bad to our spirits, then we need to realise that we need to set boundaries. You know, either don't watch it or maybe watch or limit the amount of time that you watch it. I mean, there are people who watch it for hours and then others 20 minutes, 15 minutes a day.
2: Well, I think given the nature of of the media, it's just um, toxic, basically.
1: I agree. I agree. You mentioned on the back of your book that when we speak God's favor in faith over someone or some situation that that activates God's power to change a person or a situation from where they are now, from where God wants them to be. Now, you mentioned those words, in faith. And I started thinking about how I've seen so many people um, praying over other people. And um, I thought blessing them. But then I think about you saying that it's always in faith, and I kind of wonder if some of us, you know, including myself, have we said things without having faith?
2: Well, I think that um, we can say things uh, uh, casually. I mean, to bless somebody, it has to be very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, these, these, are, these are some of the things that I've learned. You know, the other thing, too, is that there's even something deeper than faith, and that is love, because faith works through love.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: faith, faith is activated and energized by love. We're well, putting it another way. Love is the carrier wave. <clears throat> love is the carrier wave of blessing, the carrier wave of faith. It's actually the carrier wave of the gifts of the Spirit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and um, and so yes yeah, so, so and, and I find that that as we do this faith comes now faith does come by hearing the word of God and, and even just hearing yourself speak over somebody something something happens in your spirit that the, the faith sort of comes and the more you do it um, the more you do it, the more sure you are, the more, um, the greater, the, the, the faith, faith just grows. I mean, I remember the first time that I did the Father's blessing over a thousand people and I was scared. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> and, um, but the feedback was just amazing. And so my faith for the next time was much stronger than the faith for the next time. And now, now I don't even really think about it. And, you gain um,
1: more confidence in Christ as you yes. keep on doing it.
2: I mean, basically, I think this might sound heresy, but I think faith comes by seeing as well. So I, I remember the first time I saw somebody with asthma healed through through my laying on of hands. So the next time I prayed for someone with asthma, I had a real expectation that they would get healed as well. And so, and so it goes on. And so... Um, but, but the, the more the more you actually do this and put this into practice, you will find that faith, faith just comes. Faith cometh. Faith just comes and comes and comes and comes. And love grows and multiplies and grows and grows and grows. That's how it seems to work. The more you give it away, the more you seem to have.
1: So would that be something you would tell somebody if they don't know how to bless others in faith, to just keep doing it and keep doing it?
2: Yeah, um, well, maybe I could just go back uh, just a little bit, even just before that, because there are some things to, to know about about blessing, and, and we've already touched on we've touched on the love thing, we've touched on the, on the faith, on the faith thing, but one of the most important things, in fact, I think the most important thing, is that we change how we do it. Now, may I can best illustrate this with a, with, a, with a story because this is something that happened to me years ago when I, I went into my office to bless my company. and Because um, I decided one day that I would bless I'd bless my company, which was called Colmar Brunton Research. That was the name of it. And so I went in there and I would say, God bless Colmar Brunson. And I'd say a whole lot of other, of other good things as well. But, but that's what I did. And it felt flat. And one day I decided to change it. And I was a bit scared to change it. I thought a lightning bolt might come and strike me down. I don't know. I don't even know why I changed it. But instead of saying, God bless Colman Brunton, I said, "Colman Brunton, I bless you
3: mm-hmm. in the
2: name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and the moment I did that, the anointing just fell on me. And although I've done this hundreds of times, I always felt the anointing. I always felt like God saying to me, "Yes, son, you've got it. That's what I want you to do." So, what was the difference? Well, and when I say God bless Comerante, I'm really—it's really like an intercessory prayer. I'm actually saying, "God, would you please bless the company?" But what God wanted me to do was to use the authority that he's given me. He wanted me to bless the company in his name. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And, I mean, this is actually the breakthrough. This this is what, this is really how it works. So instead of me saying, um, for example, um, God bless um, Marina with peace, for example, I would say, Marina, I bless you with the peace of Christ. Receive it now in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? It's I bless you with the peace of Christ in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. May God give you a revelation, Marina, of how much he loves you. You see what's happening? So I, I have moved from... Asking God to to bless somebody. And now I am actually blessing the person in the name of Jesus. You see, the the issue is this. This is such an important thing. Many of us are asking God, for example, for... um, Well, we're asking God to speak to the mountain. But God has actually told us to speak to the mountain in -hmm. his name.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And... And it's the same. It's the same principle in the healing ministry. You know, it's far more effective in the healing ministry. For example, to speak to the condition and command it to go in the name of Jesus, than it is to ask God to do it. Because, um, and it's the same thing with deliverance. We don't ask God just to, to toss a demon out. We actually speak to the demon in the name of Jesus and we command it to leave. Mm-hmm. So it's the same principle. With, with blessing, so and and God God delights in this. God wants us. He does. He wants us to grow up and to be mature, and to realize who we are. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God, and we and we've been given authority, and we've been given access to His power. And our job is rep- we're meant to be like like Jesus, doing the same works as Him, um, in His name and and powered by the Holy Spirit. And so when we when we transition, because this is this is the this is the most difficult transition because people fall back to God bless you, but when you actually when you take responsibility and you take authority and you say I bless you, I bless you in the name. You know I've actually done this. I've sat at a table in a restaurant and someone's asked me what I do, and um, and I might say I bless people or I pray for sick people, whatever it is that I do, and then I say. I'll show you what I do. And I remember this on this particular occasion, this lady was sitting in front of me and I took her by the hands and looked her in the eyes. I can't remember her name now, but let's say her name was Christine or something like that. I'd say, Christine, I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And straight away she started to weep. Because, because the Holy Spirit just comes on her, you see. And uh, and, and she, that's what happens. That's what happens, Marina. It's the most amazing thing. Most amazing we, thing.
1: So are we supposed to not say, God bless you? God, God protect you? Or is that what you're trying to say? That we're supposed to take that out of our vocabulary instead and, and say well,
2: that? Well, look, I, I, look I wouldn't go that far I think that um, I think that we have a certain jurisdiction if you like and if I if I'm involved in, in my with with my family for example then I bless you and if if I if If I move out, you know, in a way, you could see these concentric circles. So I start with myself. No one's got more authority over myself than me, okay? Did I move Mm -hmm. out to the family? Then maybe friends and neighbours and then my workplace um, and then my community and then the nation. Mm -hmm. And my authority diminishes, my personal authority diminishes the further out I go. Um, now, I could say I bless America. Um, I, suppose, uh, I suppose I've got to, as distinct from, I bless my wife, you know what I mean? Um, but I probably, I'm not sure that my faith extends that far. Um,
1: Do you think that many blessings are not being activated due to lack of faith or lack of love? As you mentioned, that there has to be that love has to be central and part of the blessing.
2: Well, I, I, it does, but I think also that a lot of blessings are very, are very casual. Like people say, "God bless you," you know, like you might be, like you might finish a conversation and you say, "God, God bless you," but you're saying it as a habit rather than than being really intentional about it. Mm-hmm. So intentionality, intentionality, and actually. And actually seeing love uh, in your imagination, anyway, you, you are actually releasing it in the spirit realm. Uh, it has to be intentional. Um, and look, I look. I'm not necessary, but you look at you look at Paul's blessings, for example, uh, in the New Testament. He'll say something like, "May um, um, the love of God the Father and the um, uh, or something of, gee, I can't quite, I've lost it for a moment, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. That, that's how Paul blessed. Um, he didn't actually say, um, I bless you, but he was still he was still doing the blessing. He wasn't asking God to bless me. He was saying, may the love of God and the fellowship of the something of Christ, I'm sorry, I just I've just lost it for the moment. But he was releasing blessing. He was speaking blessing. And he does it all the time. If you, if you look through his letters, he says grace and peace to you. Mm. Um, now, of course, the, the Jewish culture is a bit different. I mean, blessing is part of their culture. And even today, um, you know, once a week, I think the husband blesses the whole family. There's a formal gathering in the, and the head of the household blesses the family. Like blessing is in the culture, but it's not in our culture and um and i don't necessarily have to say i bless you but but i like to do that and um um, and that's what i and and people do that and they and they feel the love and the power that that, and they just simply release they release love and power um i think the very fact of taking responsibility and moving in authority Mm -hmm. uh, is really what this is about
1: Right because you had a um, on page 30 you talk about spiritual authority and you mentioned that we are not using the spiritual authority that God has given us and that's what he had taught you.
2: Yes, exactly and um, you know I remember um, I remember an occasion where I felt God say to me, if you only knew, the authority you have in Christ Jesus, you would change the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And now you see I am changing the world.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, bit. By, by, I'm just saying, if you only knew the authority you have in Christ Jesus. Now, a lot of people don't know this. You see, the other day I had someone around here was, who had really bad problems with her back, and her husband was here and the woman was there, and I did pray for her and nothing seemed to happen. But you know what I realized was God actually wanted the husband to do this because I, I just feel, I just sensed it very strongly in my in my in my spirit, and I said to him, you know, you've got to take responsibility for your wife.
3: Mm. You
2: know, you have jurisdiction in your family. Are you going to put up with this, or are you going to fight for her? You know, in the natural. We have authority, you know. We do, we see we decide who comes into our house or who doesn't. Right. Whether the, whether the dog uh, sleeps in or out, this kind of thing. We have authority, and um, we have authority to uh, to bind and to loose. We have authority to, which basically means to allow and to disallow. And and the same thing is true in the spiritual realm. We have authority in the spiritual realm to decide. Are we, going to, are we going to let demons into our house? Mm-hmm. Or, do they have to, or do they have to get out of the gate? Are we going to permit sickness? Are we going to permit certain programs on the TV to get into our house or not? Um, and uh, are we going to, and, you know, to loose the kingdom of God, to loose healing and, and, and all this sort of thing? We have authority to do that. And I basically said to the husband, now, are you going to allow this to happen on your patch? Because he was a Christian, by the way, a very earnest Catholic. What did he say? He said to me, "I don't feel worthy. I don't feel I'm good enough to do that." <laughs> you see. So he what did you that. say
1: after that?
2: Well, then I then I said to him, "Look, um, your authority does not does not depend on um, on you being perfect."
3: Mm-hmm
2: your your authority, I mean Jesus sees you, sorry God sees you in Jesus. He sees you as being righteous.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The righteousness of Jesus is imputed to you. So God sees you as being as being without sin, and you you can approach God fearlessly and you can move in your authority. Now I'm not saying that if you deliberately sin again and again that that is the case because you are abusing the grace of God, okay? That's, that's license. That's, that's moved the wrong way. And, um, but, you know, I don't want to say negative things about Catholics, really, but they do tend to live on the, on the sin side of the cross rather than the, rather than the other side of the cross, if you know what I mean. And, you know, there's good and bad in that. I think on the other side, of Pentecostals can be too casual about sin. Um, so you've got this balance to find. But I don't think that he's done it. Now, you see, it's very interesting for me because my wife, about 18 months ago, had a tremendous pain in her knees. And we took her to the to the knee surgeon, to the x-rays, and he says, you don't have any cartilage left. It's bone against bone. You're going to have to have two new knees. And I think I had a surge of faith, perhaps. And, uh, and I said, I'm not going to put up with this. This is my patch. This is my patch. And so I, I blessed and prayed for her knees. And you know, she's had no pain now for 12 months. Now, I don't know whether cartilage has grown, grown back or not, but something very miraculous, miraculous is happening. And I don't think, particularly the men, it's actually, particularly the men, need to actually um operate in the authority that God has given them to change the world. And you don't have to be perfect. Amen. You know, God, you know, God loves us despite our flaws. And uh it's taken me a long time to learn that, I must say, because i am a very I'm very conscious of my flaws. <laughs> and it's taken me quite a long time actually to even to love myself because of that. Um or to you know, to fully, you know, it, it's such an amazing thing, really. But the other day, I was in a in a in a sort of semi-church type situation, and this um, lady asked me if I would pray for her, and I did it. So I did a short form of the Father's blessing over her, and when I saw her a week later, she said to me, "I'm so happy." She said i'm hearing the father's voice he speaks to me oh she says i'm so happy i'm so
3: happy't
2: <laughs> oh, get it, i can't get it out of my head but you see there's, there's such a lesson in this and um, we need we need to receive the love of god you know i talk about I talk about operating in love and releasing love. Well, where does that love come from? It only comes from God. It comes from God, mm-hmm. and you know we love God because He first loved us, and and so we need to we need to be able to receive the love of God before we can give it away. I think I'm mm-hmm. digressed definitely. I'm sorry, Maria. but it's, it's such an important thing. Um, it is so true. Well, what you were
1: saying about the husband not blessing the um, the wife—you th- well, at least you said you you think that he still hasn't done it. But I was starting to think that even the blessing um, topic is going not only into just out into the world, but at home. You know, starting at home, it starts at home where you bless your spouse, your 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 children, your home. And then, you know, you start going out and you just, you bless every place and everyone you meet, even your workplace. And I like how your book says that, that you learn to bless not only, it, oh, and also yourself. Wow, that's so amazing. So it goes from yourself to others um, and into the communities, your home and everyone in every place and even the land. Yes. And the nations of the world. I mean, how many nations, Richard, are cursed? There's so many nations that are cursed. Yes. And the power of a blessing can just bless them and change the lands with the words that we speak onto the lands.
2: Well, you know, blessing the blessing the land is amazing. I, I've received quite a few testimonies around that where land has been barren, it hasn't right. produced, hasn't been, hasn't produced anything, and um, even in Muslim countries and Christians have blessed the land
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it's become fertile. You know, we have such, but it it's such a privilege you know, to speak and to release the kingdom of God. Um, it is such a privilege. And it's fun. It's an adventure. It's exciting, to be perfectly frank. You know, whenever, whenever I bless somebody, I get a buzz.
1: Amen. And I bet you never forget it. Like when you just talked about the woman who you blessed and, and she said something like um, that it's beautiful.
2: I'm so happy.
1: Or no, I'm so happy. I'm sorry. I'm so you know, happy, it, it, and so and, but, it made it made was, her so happy that you're even repeating it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy.
2: Well, she was about she was about seventy years old. You know this particular lady, but wow. you know I remember I remember too. I was at I was at a conference and um, a Christian conference, and the ushers seated us. So you know I had no say in who sat next to me or. Anyway, a Chinese girl sat next to me. And because I'm always looking for the opportunity, I asked her what she did, hoping that eventually she'd ask me what I did, which she did. And she asked me what I did. I, said, I, think, I think I said I have an author or something like that. And I, and, I, and I gave her one of my little books. And while we were waiting for the speaker to come, she flicked through it. And then she turned to me, this is a complete stranger. and said, would you bless me? And I said to her, Did your father ever lay hands on on you and bless you? And she said, she said, no. I said, Would you allow me to to bless you in his place, like a like a like a substitute, so that you can have the blessing that God always wanted you to have, but you missed out on? And she said, Yes. And I began, I just said, I asked the Holy Spirit to come on her, and I just said, I love you. I love you, my
3: daughter.
2: Mm. You know, I'm almost in tears now. <laughs> I read that in your book, The
1: that prayers that, and she, prayer and she, that she, and she, she had been and asking.
2: She, and she burst into tears, and she cried all the way through the blessing. And that's happened so many times, you know. And uh, we are so lovesick. We're so love-hungry.
1: I do remember reading that story in your book about um, about this particular story and that she had actually prayed to God. That was one of the things that she prayed to God about was to have her father um, say sorry to her.
2: Yeah. He'd done some bad things. to mm-hmm. her. And, mm-hmm. um,
1: wow. And God just answered it with you through you. But,
2: but this happens all the time, Marina. That's, that's not, that's not a special. So that's not. Wow, it's unique by any means, and um, and men too. I remember there was a pastor in Brazil who never knew his father, and and I did the same thing. And from the moment I opened my mouth, really until the end, he just cried and cried and cried. i would never seen so many tears come out of a man. And you know, we, you know, when you when you think about it, what did, there was some Pharisee I think said to Jesus, "What's the greatest commandment?" And Jesus said that you love. That mm-hmm. you love God. The second commandment that you love others. It's so obvious really that we are made for love.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Isn't when you when you actually look at that, we are made to be loved and to love. And in fact, in our in our in our manufacturing, God has put some a hormone in us called oxy oxytocin or oxytocin. Mm-hmm. It's a list called the love hormone. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and <laughs> and um, it's so obvious that we are made. We're made to be loved.
1: And God uh, and, is love.
2: Yes. <laughs> and um, for so many of us, because we, we've had a bad experience with our own fathers, so or He's been absent or hasn't had time for us, we tend to put that on God. We tend to think, oh, God is too busy to worry about me. Right. Or He's so, or he's so holy, He must be disgusted when He sees me. Uh, all these things, and it's just complete rubbish. It's complete mm-hmm. pause. So and, true.
3: Uh,
1: Richard, I'm curious to find out um, going back to that land, blessing a land. When geez, you sorry. bless the land, that's okay. When you bless the land, do you just bless it one time? Or do you keep blessing it? Because you know how some people say, okay, well, when you bless, you just say it once, and then you hear others that say you should be blessing it all the time?
2: Oh, look, I think that I think that changes. You know, if... Um, I mean, I think of an example where a pastor friend of mine, for example, he travelled quite a distance to bless a piece of land. Mm-hmm. And first of all, he broke curses off it because there had been blood shed on that land. Um, and, you know, I think, it, I think there'd been... A massacre or something like that on the land. So he broke curses of it and then he blessed it. And they then they had communion, I think, on the land. And and that kind of seemed to be sufficient.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and so I, I don't know. I just think it depends. For example, if I if I pray for somebody and they don't get healed straight away, because I always look for the miracle, then I tell them to, to, to bless their body. To love, mm-hmm. to love their body and to bless it. You're not asking God again and again and again to heal it, but you're just releasing love over it and, and healing virtue in your body all the time. And you can do this daily anyway, irrespective of whether you're sick or not. And I tell them to keep doing that until the healing comes. And sometimes it might take a few days. Sometimes it might take a few weeks. Sometimes it might take months.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, we've got many, many testimonies about that and and. Uh, and women, women praying for their husbands for the, for their health is just amazing. You know, women seem to have a tenacity around this. And uh um but gosh, you know, it's just something I've just noticed. A praying woman for her husband and, and his health and what have you is it, very, very powerful.
1: I really like how your paragraph um topics, I should say, about Blessing those that curse you and blessing those who hurt or reject you, especially, especially during those, these divisive times in our nation, because it really challenges us to be Christ-like.
2: Yes. Oh, look, um, uh, you can't overstate how important that is. The thing is, the thing is that forgiveness is one thing, you know, forgiveness takes you from overdraft to zero. I think, Mm -hmm. but blessing actually puts something in the account, you know, Mm -hmm. and and blessing is harder because not only do you have to forgive the person who's hurt you, but you're actually going to love them. Mm -hmm. You're going to impart something from the kingdom of heaven to this person that you really want to wring their neck. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's a a much, it's a much harder (laughs) thing to do. And, um, and, uh, I, I know that you, you've read my book, so you've heard this little story before, but I do remember this woman coming up for prayer one day and her husband had left her and she was hurting emotionally, financially, in every possible mm. way. Mm-hmm. And I asked her if she would forgive her husband, mm-hmm. And um which she did. Not easy, but she did. And then I asked her to bless her husband. Well, goodness me. Why would you want to do that, you know? And um, she didn't know how to do it. So I just said, look, you know, I bless my husband in the name of Jesus. May all of God's plans for his life come to pass. And may he become fully the man of God that you always wanted him to be, Lord. I bless him with the revelation of your love, Father, or something like that there in the name of Jesus. And, you know, when she did that, bang, the Holy Spirit fell. Fell on both of us, actually. I, we both, I got on the way. So we're both weeping our eyes out. And I don't—I never saw her again, but, you know, God touched her. And, mm-hmm. look, I could tell so many stories about this and um, the most amazing things, really. In fact, I, I'm... Should I go on? There's just so many. But forgiveness blocks blocks unforgiveness blocks healing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Unforgiveness will rot your bones. It'll make you sick. Bitterness will do that. And so many people are carrying resentment and they wonder why they why they can't get healed. And um yeah, I could go on about that, Marina. <laughs>
0: And, they, look, you know, and,
2: you know, it can be an, every, an everyday thing. And, uh, right. One of, examples, one of the examples I used in the book was such a funny thing, but, you know, we, oh, I used to get provoked in the traffic. And, um, you know, when someone does something they shouldn't do or they cut in and, and you know, words can come out of your mouth and you can end up cursing one of God's creation by calling somebody an idiot or, or mm-hmm. this and that, you know. And... Um, but I don't do that now because that gives me an excuse to bless the person. In <laughs> fact, God might even have erased it so that I can bless the person. So, and um, I remember one of the funniest things thing was was that um, on one of our motorways there was a temporary eighty-kilometer an restriction, and this and this person went went past way way faster than that, and and I simply said. I bless that young man. I bless the driver of that car in the name of Jesus. May the love of God pursue him, and overtake him, and arrest him in the name of Jesus. And uh, and then I have a bit of a laugh. And I and what I've done is I've just moved out of being a victim to being in control of the situation. I've cut off that toxic squirt of um, resentment and anger, which is going to make me sick eventually.
1: So what are you saying since you've been practicing the um, art of blessing, I should say, um, on a daily basis and continuously, are you saying that now you can get to a point where even if somebody gets you upset, you now bless them even while you're upset?
2: Yes, I do. I, absolutely. And I teach others to do the same. Um, but all the other thing that I find, too, is that I'm, I'm, I'm not provoked as often.
3: Like mm-hmm. My
2: nature is changing. Um, <laughs> like, I'm changing with it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know I mean, I'm not easily provoked anymore.
1: So you're transformed, and through, through the blessing, you've, you've become even more transformed into
3: yeah.
1: being Christ-like.
2: Yes yes because it's you're doing beautiful. what he does right you're doing what he does he, Jesus was a blessed so he blessed right. Germany, he blessed right. the disciples as he ascended Jesus right. blessed he healed right. he blessed he taught he delivered and um, yeah when you when you when you're in alignment with what God wants to do you, you're flowing in the spirit
1: amen and I think it's also important to remember that we chase the blesser and not the blessings, right? I've heard that from a pastor um before. And when he said that, it really made a lot of sense. And now as we're talking about blessings, that it come it's coming back to my mind that we need to remember that we chase him and not the blessings.
2: Well, I think when I when I talk about blessing, I'm really talking about the verb to bless. Okay. You know, blessings, a lot of people think of blessing as being a new car or a new right. or,
1: exactly. Or some,
2: some some good thing that's happened to them. But I'm talking about the verb to bless like it's a doing word. It's an action mm-hmm. word.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and you can't really do it effectively without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is necessary.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there is power without the Holy Spirit. I mean, a non-Christian father could... Um, tell his son how useless he is and he's just cursed him. Or he could tell his son that uh, he's going to be a, a great artist one day. You can do that whether you're a Christian or not. That is that is true. But the real power to release God's intentions and favor can only be done with a Christian. You've got to have the Holy Spirit to do that.
1: Well, this example, that's very good. This example just came up. So let's say... Um, we, I want to give you this example about parents who are having um, children who are falling away from the Lord. How would they be able to bless their children when their children are just constantly repeating the same cycle instead of them talking bad about them? How could they bless them? I think the, the Holy spirit is just touching me to talk about this.
2: Well, it, it depends somewhat on the situation. And, you know, one one situation that comes to mind is about a father who um, was angry with his son because he was doing badly in his exams. And, um, and so there was a, a distance between them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But when he read this book, he, he rang his son up and he said, and he repeated. He said, I'm sorry, son, I love you. Uh, well, there's more than that, you know what I mean? But, right. So, the, so there's that kind of situation where there's some some making up to do, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that's not always the case because sometimes right. it's, it's just go just go their own way. Um Now, it may be, for example, that there's a family reunion of some kind. It might be a birthday or it might be a Christmas or something like that. And uh, Dad says to one of his kids, he might say, um, you know, son, uh, I've been reading a little book about blessing and I really feel to bless you. Would that be okay if I was just to bless you? Mm. And and they're not going to say no. Right. Then you lay hands on your boy or girl. And just uh "I love you, son."
3: Mm.
2: The tears come. Okay, now maybe it's worse than that, and maybe, um, and maybe there's just no communication or, or whatever. Okay. I would simply, I would simply be, you know, our words carry weight in the in the in the invisible realm, and. And I would just bless them and I'd pray for them. Um, and then I would send out, you know, I love you, son, even although they're not there in front of you. Um, you're special. I'm always there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I bless you with the healing of all the wounds of your heart. I don't know, but, but just speak out, just speak out blessing into the air. And I don't know how it works really, but I just know the words carry weight. Because what you're doing when you're blessing is that you're releasing God's intentions and favor over somebody. And they don't have to be present. I've, I've blessed people um, thousands of miles away mm-hmm. and they still cry. <laughs>
3: mm.
2: You know what I mean? Like, and um, So you don't actually have to be in their, in their presence
1: Right. Real quickly, how can we bless here as far as the UN, United States, our president, and our media, in such as as such a as time as this?
2: Yeah, I thought you were going to ask me that, and um, and um, I don't know that I really have a nice a nice pat answer for it. I, I think that. you know the the bible says is it second chronicles I can't quite remember the um exact place now. I think it's second chronicles chapter the, seven verse 14,
1: 14 i think seven fourteen yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah, where you know Americans need to humble themselves and repent
3: mm mm-hmm.
2: and uh and pray that the Lord will heal their land. I mean, God basically says, if you do this and this and this, then I will mm. hear from heaven and I will heal your land. So, you know, Americans have got jurisdiction over America.
1: Mm-hmm. What are
2: they going to do about it? Right. And, um, and you know. Um,
1: we got to take responsibility and,
2: and do you know, our and, part. Uh, I really, I really think that, and I, I think at one level, you can, you could—I don't know—you could say something like, um, you know, well, I think you have to start with repentance, Lord. Lord, I, you know, we have so much to repent of, Lord. There is so much evil. There is so much division, there's so much hatred, there's so much that, this and that, and da 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 And to repent and to be humble about it. And, and I think, and to pray, and I think that if I was to bless America, I would pray for that spirit of repentance to sweep across the land. And mm. and that the and that the vision that the Lord always had for America be restored. You know, my childhood memories of America was that they were the they were they were like a light in the world. They were like a beacon. They were a good country and um, an example. And I used to defend America. But gosh, I find it, I find myself increasingly ashamed. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, and and But I'm sure that that's what America's, I don't know what actually God has for America, but if I, and I don't know America all that well. But I'm sure that God has a vision for America. And this wouldn't be that different from what I'm just saying. And I would, and I would, I would release God's love and favour also. Apprentice, yes, but His love and His favour to to be on the land, to be over the people, and uh, and for there to be restoration of God's purposes and plans for that great nation. That's the way that that's the way that I would be be approaching it, you know. Um, well, that's what I feel anyway, Marina. I don't know. Um I sort of hesitate to to know everything about America. You've got such mighty men and women of God over there. Yes,
3: um,
2: but there needs to be unity as well. You see, in not you see? we're just a small country of about five million people. Um, but we don't have a lot of a lot of the issues. We don't have all the divisions and problems that you guys seem to have. Maybe it's because we're small. But I think that the church is more. Is more cooperative, um, and and we're COVID free, as you probably know. We've been COVID free for months. And- I've heard
1: that. I have. I have interviewed actually three people from New Zealand in the past month, and they've repeated that to me, and I've been amazed. So yeah, amazed. I mean,
2: it, it it is. You know, when I look at the rest of the world, and I just think, you know, the the men and women of God here, they, they've 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 really um, they've really acted in unity to, to stop this thing. Mm-hmm. Now I have to give credit to our leadership as well. Uh, who's not really a Christian, I don't think. And um, but the, but is nonetheless a compassionate woman. That's the leader of our country. Um, but it, but additionally, in the background, all this other stuff is happening, and uh, so I think unity is a, is a big thing as well. And um, I don't know when ch- churches compete; it's a pretty awful thing.
1: Right, Richard. Um, real quickly, um, we're running out of time, but I was going to say, can you repeat your website where people can um, get a free copy of your um, blessing book and also your Anointed for Work book?
2: Yes, it's um, a dub dub dub. RichardBruntonMinistries.org. So it's Richard Brunton Ministries, all one word. org. Now, just to be clear about it, um, the book is in thirty-seven languages, or it might be thirty-nine now, and you can download the PDF for free.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: the The ebook you have to pay a few dollars for. And, um, and you can also get hold of a, of a printed book. It's just a little book, an almost pocket-sized book, um, either through people like Amazon. If you want to buy a lot, um, I can send some over. It's quite expensive to send books over to the States. I'm just sending over 200 at the moment to, to somebody. And um, it's cost um, about $2.50 a book just to send them. But then I'm only charging $2.50 a book, so that's kind of um, $5 a book, and that's New Zealand dollars, so, so sometimes it's cheaper to buy them from me, sometimes if you just want one or two, just go to Amazon or, some, or, or another online bookstore like that, but the PDFs are free, because I, I don't want there to be, to be any obstacle. To people.
0: You have just listened to Marina Maria, who is the host of Faith City Outreach and the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. If you're interested in being on Faith City Outreach, please contact Marina Maria at FCOProgram at gmail.com. This music is made as a courtesy from Zapsplat.com. Marina wants to thank Four Winds Ministries for partnering with Faith City Outreach.